Hello, you're listening to Strong and Motivated, where you will find stories, words of encouragement, and scriptures intended to motivate you to positive action. I'm your host, and my name is Kina Small. Today's episode, Go in Faith, Be Prepared for Adversity, is a message of encouragement to keep you motivated and going forward no matter what. In last week's episode, This Is About You, I talked about resting in the month of January as a part of preparing for the long haul as you go forward in the new year. The suggestion was intended to help you move slowly and allow your mind to process information as new ideas come forward. It wasn't necessarily a suggestion to put your life on hold. The type of rest I am talking about is a rest in God and allowing Him a chance to speak to you about His plan for you. It is a time when you cease with the traditional New Year's plans or resolutions generally made. When we get quiet or stop with all the unnecessary activity in our lives, God will show up in a different way. I am not suggesting we don't hear from God right now. What I am saying is when we give Him the floor, so to speak, He has a chance to say more without a limited time frame. Trying something different, stepping out in faith, or doing what you are already doing with a new twist can be a little scary at times, or even intimidating, because you might feel as if the challenge is more than you can handle. The feelings could be genuine, but know this, whatever you cannot handle, God can, and He is all in it with you. As a matter of fact, when you relinquish your agenda and get in on the plan God has for you, You are joining Him and not looking for Him to join you in the plan you have. Our plans get so flawed because we are human and capable of doing and thinking in ways that cannot compare to God's way of thinking. The scripture, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death in Proverbs 14 verse 12, clearly shows how we can think we are going in the right direction or doing what is correct but be completely off track, which is why we so desperately need God's plan of action as we go forward. In Luke chapter 5, the story tells how Jesus was ministering and so many people gathered that he sought a place where he could freely speak with the people and not be pressed upon in the midst of the gathering. He saw two empty ships and asked the owner of one of the boats, his name was Simon. Jesus asked him if he could use his boat and go out a little in the water and continue speaking with the people without being overcrowded and also without interruption. Simon agreed and Jesus continued speaking with the people. The interesting thing about this story is that after Jesus finished speaking to the people, he told Simon to take his boat back out in the water and let down his nets for a catch of fish. Earlier on, when I said the boats were empty, that's because the fishermen had given up and left the boat to wash their nets because they hadn't caught any fish. Simon was reluctant to do it. He was a fisherman by trade and knew the best time to catch fish, and he certainly knew how to catch fish. How many times have we tried doing what we have always done, and at some time or another, it just doesn't work for whatever reason? Simon knew what time of day was the best time for catching fish. Any real fisherman knows there are better times for the fish to bite. And obviously they were past that time or they wouldn't have given up and began the process of cleaning the nets. 
Jesus prompted him to try again, even if the timing seemed off and this wasn't the norm. When they went back out, they had so great a catch in Simon's boat, they had to call the partners from the other boat to come and help with the catch, and both boats were overloaded. What I love the most about the story is not just the outcome of receiving a great catch. Keep in mind, this was Simon's livelihood. It was like receiving a paycheck in our day. But what I love most was the fact that when Jesus came to Simon and asked Simon to join him in the work Jesus was doing, and the way Simon could do that was by lending his boat or giving what he had, Simon didn't hesitate to offer what he had without reservation. He gave willingly, and in the end, his efforts were rewarded. Jesus already had a plan. He called Simon and included Simon in the plan he had. And then Jesus joined Simon in his work, blessed his efforts, and afterward he gave Simon an opportunity to join his mission of bringing others what they needed. Seek the Lord for the plan he has set aside for you. I would also like to point out, when Jesus saw the two empty boats, he chose Simon. He could have called the person in charge of the other boat, but he didn't. He specifically called unto Simon, and Simon also gave some of the blessing away. He called the other people from the boat, and they all received the blessing. No one involved was left out. Simon was a giving man, obviously, and he was blessed for his efforts. After the great catch, Simon, known as Simon Peter, did in fact follow Jesus. He left his business and journeyed with Christ and the other men who were called disciples. The disciples were now on a mission with Jesus. Jesus had a plan and also plans for them. Keep in mind, this was a new experience for the disciples. They came from a different working background than what they were beginning to experience at the time. They had to completely trust Christ as they walked away from what they were used to doing. In this part of the story, they set out in a boat crossing waters going to the other side, which is where one of Jesus's missions was to be accomplished. Now this is after they had been with him for a while. This story can be found in Matthew chapter nine. Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat with him and take a journey. Now, of course, because they had been with him for a while, they had seen some of his miraculous work. They knew what he was capable of doing and followed with great anticipation and desire to learn more about him, about his way, and also learn how to share the good news of Jesus Christ. When they did in fact get into the boat, a great storm arose. Jesus had taken time to rest and was asleep. The disciples were either awake already or awakened by the storm. They were afraid and came to the conclusion they would die because of the storm. When stepping out in faith, adversity will come. What we must realize in Christ is that Christ is with us all the time and all is well. The disciples went to Jesus. They woke him up and began to ask for his help. They asked him to save them because they believed they were dying. They actually spoke the words stating they would perish. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can read that in Proverbs 18:21. What are you saying about your situation? Jesus did get up and he stopped the storm. He actually rebuked it, but not before he asked them why they were so afraid and exhibiting so little faith. Make note, if he had caused the storm or the adversity, he wouldn't have rebuked it. 
The Bible states we have an adversary. We must always believe the Lord is with us and always working things out for our good. We know from the story the disciples were challenged to start afresh with Christ and eventually leave the comfort that they had. We also know when they did, they had challenges that caused them to operate in fear, eventually causing them to give up and claim death over life. Going forward, it is best to get in a place where we are ready for any type of challenge or change because change is inevitable, but it's what we do in the process that matters. When the challenge or the change comes, go through the process believing the Lord is with you and will help you with working it out. Don't shrink back or give up. Keep moving forward and work through the process with the help of God. The following story reminds me of a time in my life when I had to stretch my faith and believe God's promises would come to pass. There was a Shunammite woman in the Bible. She had a promise from the man of God. She was told she would bear a child, and when a great challenge arose, she stayed in faith and kept moving with the promise in mind. She was a woman given to hospitality. She and her husband always cared for a great prophet as he traveled in the area where they lived. The woman had no children. In the culture where she lived, the more children you had, the better things were for you as far as society was concerned. She did, in fact, have a son, as the prophet spoke later on. After the time, the son died. After the death of her child, she went in search of the man of God. Upon leaving her home, her husband inquired of her what her plans were. He wondered why she was going to the temple in such a hurry. He wasn't aware the child had died. He only knew the child was sick. Because the young one had been with his father in the fields until he was brought to the house after complaining about not feeling well, the father had no idea what was going on. The Shunammite woman didn't complain. She didn't say anything negative, and she didn't tell her husband the child had died. Her response was, all is well. One might think, well, she outright lied. Why in the world would she not say anything about the child dying, especially to her husband? My take on this is she wanted to stay in faith and get to the source who could alter the situation. She was aware of speaking life or death. In Joel 3.10, there's a scripture, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. I take this scripture to mean, take what you have, use it, go forward, declaring you are strong even if you feel weak. The same applies to if you are sick, declare you are healed. Our minds have to be trained to overcome thoughts that bring us down or cause us to fall away from God's promises and shrink back. King David was greatly distressed and encouraged himself in the Lord in 1 Samuel 36. We have to apply the word of the Lord and say what it says about us, even if it doesn't seem that way. We should live by faith and not by what we see, as in the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5-7. This is my story and how I had to practice standing on the word of God and overriding what looked like an opportunity for death in my life. After several years of marriage and two children, my husband and I were expecting our third child. 
I went into preterm labor at 24 weeks and was told I would not be able to carry the baby full term. In fact, I was told the baby would probably die. I told my doctor he didn't have the last say in whether my baby would live or die, that God did. Now, I said that in a very positive tone, and my doctor and I had an excellent doctor-patient relationship. He knew I was a Christian with a strong belief in God's word. I ended up staying in the hospital for three months, and the baby was born around 35 weeks and all was well. During the time I stayed in the hospital, there were times fear would try and grip my heart, and I would have to find scripture and apply it like a band-aid and keep moving forward. I became so strong in my belief that I would allow no negativity in my hospital room. If someone spoke a word concerning the possibility of the baby not making it, I shut it down immediately. People can say things and mean well, but we don't have to receive it, especially if it is not in line with what we are hoping God will do in our life. Listening to someone make statements that are not encouraging or statements that go against your vision or my vision is something I don't embrace. With all the talk about going in faith and being prepared for adversity, we must realize that there is also a time when we have to be prepared to step out in faith. The plan God has for me will more than likely be different than what he has for you. We all have different jobs we are called to, and each measure of preparation can be very different for each of us. Some positions will call for a longer time of preparation as with the story of Esther in the Bible. This young Hebrew girl was chosen to be queen by a foreign king. The culture was completely different from what she was used to and the preparation period she went through took quite a while before she was presented to the king in the lineup of beautiful women. When I think of Esther and her time of preparation, I think of her preparation period as being similar to beauty queens today. She didn't become a queen overnight. She was beautiful, but there was a process she went through, just as each of us must go through the process before we come into the full position set before us. When Esther became queen, she also had many riches added to her life and was looked upon and admired, but there came a time when she had to make decisions because of the adversity in her life. There was a decree going forward that would annihilate the Jews, and because she was a Jew, it certainly affected her. She had to deal with the situation in faith, believing God would allow her to prevail, and God did. The decision we make will surely have an effect on the outcome we receive. However, making decisions and not seeking God first will often cause us to have to come back to God later and ask for help. Why not ask for help at the forefront of your situation? I am a minister of the gospel. I was ordained in 2005. I'm a strategist, an educator, and a life coach. I've been used to preaching in churches, doing coaching seminars or trainings, as well as personal coaching, either in an office setting or building. The past year and all the changes with the pandemic have caused me to change my way of doing things. Online coaching, Zoom meetings, eBooks, and state-to-state clients are becoming the norm for me. I had to weigh my options after many of the places I held trainings began to shut down. When the last place I had booked a conference had to cancel the conference, 
I began to think about how I could proceed with my work in a different way. After the many years of working the way I had, the change didn't come easy. Podcasting is new to me, but I have reached more people in other countries than ever before. I was forced to rethink and make changes that would enable me to proceed and progress. How about you? What changes are you making? And are you prepared for any adversity that might come your way? The way to prepare is to get strong in the Lord. Prepare your hearts and mind by getting away with God. Rest in Him. All right then. Until next time.